Are you a red wine lover and you love a delicious glass of red wine? If you are, then this episode is for you because today I'm going to be talking about one of the most common wine descriptors that people will share with me when they're shopping for a bottle of wine. And that is, I love a glass of big red wine. And big red wine is a really commonly used descriptor when people come shopping. If you've used this, if you're in a wine store or at a restaurant and you're working with the, the wine shop or sommelier, and this is what you use, I'm going to tell you the two questions I'm going to ask you that you love a big red wine, that you know that is fantastic, but that is like saying you love the color blue. We know that there are so many different layers of blue. So today I'm going to share with you the two questions you're going to want to ask yourself so that you can share even more information with the person you're working with looking for a new bottle of wine or what terms you're looking for on the back of a wine label if you're just shopping on your own. If you're ready to learn some of my expert tips and specific descriptors that you can use when you're shopping for a bottle of red wine, then let's get started and dive right in. Hi everyone and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Somalia Aranozar, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here, and if we have, welcome back. Now for those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional sommelier for almost 20 years now, and it is my passion and my privilege to make learning about wine not only easy and fun, but also practical, meaning that I want to make sure that you feel comfortable and confident not only shopping for wines for fancy and special occasions, but for wines for your everyday lives when you're making memories with family and friends. So I'm here to help you with practical tips so that you can find and enjoy new wines from around the world. As I'm recording this, we're just on the edge of stepping into November, which is the time of year here in the Northern Hemisphere. As many of you know, I'm here in Calgary, Canada, but this is the time of year that people start to move to those big red wines. The cooler months are upon us in the Northern Hemisphere. And so people are moving away from those lighter, more refreshing styles we enjoy in the summer during hot weather into those comforting big wine styles, whether those be reds or whites. And today I wanna to talk about big red wines, because when I'm helping people look for wines that they're going to enjoy or they're stocking their cellars, I will hear very often, I love big red wines, which is a fantastic descriptor. That's amazing. That tells me a whole bunch. But here are the other two questions I'm going to ask you once you tell me that, because at the end of today's episode, you're going to have a better understanding of the two categories within big red wines that I'm going to help you break down so that you know which category your preferred style of big red wine fits into. So by the end of this episode, you're going to have some really powerful tools that you can use to help you find new wine styles that you're going to like, because let's face it, it can be a little overwhelming when you walk into the wine store and there's so many different styles to choose from. And you know, you just want to have a bottle you enjoy. And let's face it, nobody wants to spend money on something they're just not sure about. So you revert back to your favorites, which is fantastic, but it means you're maybe limiting yourself of finding a new favorite Wine. So today's episode is all about empowering you with terms to help you find styles you're going to like. Let's just run a little scenario here to get started. Let's say you're out shopping and you're in a wine store and you run into me and you're like, hey, can you help? And I'm like, I definitely sure can. And I'm like, what can I help you find today? And you're going to be, I want a new bottle of red wine. Fantastic. What kinds of red wines do you like? I'm going to ask. And you're going to say, I love really big red wines. I love a glass of big red wine. Amazing. Here's what I'm going to ask you next. 
I'm going to ask you what was the last bottle of red wine that you really enjoyed. So after I ask this question, you're probably going to name a few bottles of wines that you've enjoyed or a few styles, which is going to help me narrow down a bit more into the styles. And as a little side note, know that sometimes when uh, a wine steward or a wine sommelier or someone like me asks about what wine do you like or what was a wine you really enjoyed, we're not here to judge you. I just want to put this out here that we're not judging you. A lot of people sometimes will hedge a little bit or feel like they have to tell us about an expensive wine because they think that the wine that you really like is really economical. And then you think I'm going to think that you only like economical wine styles. That's not the case. So I'm just putting it out there that we're not judging you. All we are doing is asking so that we have a better idea of the flavor profiles and the texture profiles that you are enjoying so we can help you find more. So know that when we ask that question, we're definitely not judging you in regards to the price of the bottles you enjoy. So I just want to put that out there because I know sometimes people are a little nervous, but what it does tell me is it does, it will give me an idea of what you're comfortable spending on yourself. So now that you've given me a few different styles, I can use this. It helps me have an idea of countries you're comfortable shopping in and styles you like. And here's the next question. And this goes to the two different categories. I'm going to ask you a question that you're going to make me look at me a little funny. And I'm going to ask you if you drink coffee or tea and you're going to say, yes, most likely most of us drink a coffee or tea. And then I'm going to ask you, do you put milk and sugar in it? And you're going to tell me yes, no, and you're still going to look at me a little funny. And if you come and you tell me I'm a double, double coffee, meaning double cream, double sugar, or you're black, that gives me some huge information about you. And here's why. So if you take your coffee, which is fairly bitter and tannic, much like a big red wine with lots of tannins, then if you're putting cream on top of it and some sugar, you're probably most likely going to like more fruit forward wine styles. So wines with ripe red fruits, so raspberries, strawberries, blackberries, plums, all those deep, rich, sweeter fruit flavors. If you're a black espresso or a black coffee, you're probably more into more of the bitterness of the wine styles. You like the intensity, not only of flavors, but you're more about the bitterness, that bit of snap, the bite, maybe some spice in your wines. So that question tells me a whole bunch. And if you've had a chance to discover your palate personality on my website, this is one of the questions that I ask in that quiz. And it's a very prominent question. And I've been using it for over 20 years now to help me find wines that you like. So that's just a little sneak peek into why I asked that question. And depending on your answer, it tells me about different areas in the world we want to look at. So if you are about sweeter coffee and tea styles and, and some cream in there, so rich and creamy, we're going to head over to more new world or hotter climate areas. The reason being is that the styles of red wines you are most likely going to enjoy are going to be from hotter climates. Being that when we have more sun and more heat, we're going to get more fruit coming out of those wine styles, which are going to give us those really ripe fruit textures that you love. If you're more of a black coffee or just a touch of cream in your coffee, then, and no sweetener, then we're going to go to more cooler climates and more higher acid wine styles. Still, we're going to have tannins, but generally, if you like a black coffee, Italian wine styles are going to be probably some of your favorites. And so that's something we're going to look at. When we ask this question, it gives us the two different styles of red wine. So you tell me that you love big red wines. Amazing. Now the two buckets of red wines that 
I'm going to break this down into different layers is one is more fruit forward big red wines, which is more about fruit expression and can be about body. So remember, wine's about using all of your senses, really. We're going to feel it in our mouth, on our palate. We're going to smell it. We're going to taste it. We're going to look at it in the color. So all of your senses are used when you're enjoying a glass of wine. But when we're talking about big red wine, some people connect a glass of big red wine with the texture, a very velvety big mouthfeel. It feels like liquid velvet, if you will. Some people, when they say big red wine, it's about the flavors or the textures or the tannin, that mouth drying sensation. Some people really love that big sort of bite, the mouth drying, where you also have a texture, but where one version of a big red wine is smooth and velvety. The other one has a bit of attitude and strength and snaps at you and dries your mouth and it's bitter. So you can see how big red wine is an umbrella, but underneath it, we have all different components. And so it's really important for you to get comfortable comfortable with which is your favorite style. It does not mean if you fit into one bucket as a favorite style that we can't move you between the two different styles or categories of big red wines. And depending on the foods you have, and I'll give you some pairing ideas in a little bit here, but depending on the food styles, we can move around what styles of big red wines we're having. So let's look at fruit forward red wines. So if you're thinking big red wines and you love big velvety, fruit forward wine style. So here we're dealing with the Shiraz, the Shiraz Cabernet blends, for example. So you're going to have those really plush fruit forward wine styles, Cabernet from California in, in some areas, uh, Grenache can fall into this category, some big red blends. So again, we're looking for wines from those warmer climates to give us those big, deep textures and fruit flavors. So Muved or Monastrel from Spain, another great one. And here, these are big red wines that are going to go with dark chocolates, anything with a fruit compote on top of it. So beautiful steaks with more sweeter sauce. So if you're doing uh, a steak with some barbecue sauce, again, barbecue sauce, if you've listened to some other episodes, has sugar in it. Sugar can strip the fruit out of wine. So we need to make sure we have a wine filled with ripe fruit to hold up to that sugar. So Zinfandel falls into our big red wines with more fruit forward flavors. So a Zin is a a great wine style here as well. But the big fruit forward red wines, you're looking for wines for warmer climates. And when we have Cabernet, for example, from a warm climate versus when we have Cabernet from a cooler climate, the texture is going to be different. And this is some great homework for you. And it's always fun to have some wine homework. So what I will challenge you to do is look for a great variety that you already love and go to an area of the world that you are already comfortable with the profile in and you can shop and find the bottle you like. And now I want to challenge you to find that great variety from another area of the world that you know is more of a cooler climate. So let's say you're enjoying Cabernet Sauvignon from California, that you are loving it and it's delicious. Now I want you to find Cabernet Sauvignon from Bordeaux, for example, which will be a red blend. However, you're going to get some of that Cabernet bite from a cooler climate. You're going to see a different texture come through and you'll see how different the one grape variety can have a variety of personalities when we grow it around the world. And this is definitely one of the reasons people will be, I love Cabernet. And then if they're out, they'll try Cabernet from a different place. And it's very different. 
Pinot Noir 100%, and we'll do a whole episode on Pinot Noir, but Pinot Noir is a very terroir or location specific. It can have 101 personalities in the glass, and it, those personalities are extremely tied to the area it was grown in and the weather around it. So Pinot Noir is a whole personality on its own, and we will definitely just do an episode on Pinot Noir. But let's talk about those fruit forward big wines again. So fruit forward, when you're shopping and you're looking at the label, you're going to be looking for really big fruit descriptors. So words as well as luscious, velvet. You're looking for those terms that give you textures and allude to a big, beautiful mouthfeel in the glass, as well as strong aromatics or bold fruit flavors. You're going to look for those terms that really tell you that this wine has lots to say to you, lots of expression coming through the glass. And that's about a big red wine for those of you that really love the fruit expression in the glass. Now, if you are more of a cool climate or a big red wine, more about the snap or the intensity. So those tannins, the mouth drying sensation, more of the cool fruit flavor. So here we have more blueberries, blackberries, currants, something almost a little bit of sour, like a, um, like a cranberry. So when you're, we're looking at more of those acid driven red wines, so it's more about the tannins, the flavors, the fruits are going to be again, more cooler climate. So red plums where, you know, if you bite into a plum, you have some luscious fruit, but your mouth still waters. It has a little bit of bite on the back. And this is where Italian reds really come to the table. So most often I find that people who really enjoy black coffee and espressos really have an affinity to the Italian wines and all Italian wines, red or white will always have a higher level of acidity. And this is for those of you who maybe the fruit forward red wines are too much fruit. There's too much sweet ripe fruit in there for you, then generally these higher acid reds with more prevalent tannins are your jam, if you will, are they are for you. When you're shopping for these cooler climate reds, that more intensity of tannins and cooler fruit flavors, you're looking for flavors such as currants, plums, uh, blackberries, blueberries, more of those dark fruits, mouthwatering. You may see, you may, it may say that it has a strong backbone of tannins that gives you a hint that it has really strong prevalent structure in the glass as well. So these are clues you're looking for that are going to help you. But when you see a red wine and Italian reds are unique, because when you think, if I say the word Sauvignon Blanc right now, if you close your eyes and I say, please imagine having a glass of Sauvignon Blanc you're probably not even aware of it, but the back of your mouth has started to water. So your your memory, when I've said that, has started to get ready because you're imagining the flavors of it. Your body's gone into action mode and it started to salivate already because it knows it may be tart and it's liquefying your mouth. It's salivating so that it can help you if it's really bitter or really sour. It's going to work to help alleviate some of that stress, if you will, on your palate from really intense flavors. So red wines and white wines from Italy all have this beautiful balance of acidity, mouthwatering sensation, and structure, the tannins. So here you're going to obviously be working with your classic Chianti, so Sangiovese, 
You have the Brunello wines, of course. You're going to have Barolo, which is going to be more intense. So Barolo made from the grape is one of our red grapes that has one of the highest acidities and strong, strong tannins. It's not deeply colored in the glass. So the other big red caveat I say here is a lot of times people are looking for those really deep colors in the glass. And we've equated sort of a big red wine with big colors in the glass. Just because a red wine does not show a lot of color in the glass does not mean that it does not have a lot of intensity. And so that's just something to watch that sometimes people will look at Barolo as an example and or Barbaresco coming uh, from Piedmont in Italy, and it looks fairly light in the glass. It's not always sort of opaque dark, but then when they take a sip of it, it knocks them off their boots, if you want to say, because the tannins are intense and the flavor, the acidity, and so they're not expecting it. Because if you've been big, drinking big, red, dark wines in the glass, all of that color, when you get into wine styles that aren't as deeply colored, it almost tricks you in thinking it's a lighter style of wine. So just putting it out there that just color does not always associate with a big red wine. So that's a little caveat there. But when you're working with the tannin intensity and the acidity red wine, so not the really ripe plush fruit, Italy is definitely a country you can play in. And as you move further south in Italy, you're going to almost find the crossover. So whether you're in Sicily and enjoying a narrow Davila, for example, you're going to get a little bit of the best of both worlds because it's really hot. So Nero Davila is a really great grape to sort of try those ripe fruit flavors from the sun in Italy, but you're going to have balanced tannin and backbone as well. So that's a great grape if you haven't tried already to to kind of be in the middle between the two and just give it a go. Very, very food friendly because of the natural high acidity in the wine styles from Italy. They work really well with food. Think of that acidity that makes your, your mouth water in red wines like a bit of a squeeze of lemon. It just helps refresh every bite. Some people who have been drinking old world wines from, let's say, Italy or the Mediterranean, so Greece, for example, when they try a fruit forward red, they find it too rich. It's too much. It's overpowering. And sometimes for food pairings, our new world wine styles, because of all of that plush fruit, do not always pair well because they're so overpowering. They have so much intense, delicious flavors, but they literally can just take over a dish. So you'll find many people in the food industries, chefs and sommeliers, uh, wine stewards will recommend more old world wine styles for more fancy dinners, if you will, or long cooked dinners, because generally they're a little bit softer and they bring a bit of a different harmony to the meal where new world wines sometimes can be very overpowering. So we definitely need to balance that when we're thinking about this. So let's recap the two different styles of red wines we've talked about today. So we've done the umbrella of you love big red wines. Amazing. Now the next question is, do you love more fruit forward big red wines? Or are you more about the textures and the tannins and the acidity in the glass, more of a leaner, meaner, if you will, type of red? And that doesn't mean that it's not big. It means that the fruit is not as forward in the glass. It's still there, but it's more cool climate fruits we will refer to. So you're looking for those big fruit forward wines, which are beautiful, generally going to have more color because when we get more heat, more sunlight, the grape goes to work to protect the seeds and our skins get thicker, which means we're going to get more color out of it. But the red wines from warmer climates are going to be more fruit expressive and our cooler climate reds are going to have more of those higher acidity to make your mouth water, cooler blue fruits, if you will. You'll hear people say blue or black fruit flavors. So those plums, currants, 
blackberries, they're definitely going to fall in that category, cherries, and obviously the tannin, that mouth drying sensation is going to come through. We will have cool climate buckets, and sometimes you'll see that on the back of a label. That's another clue. If you see cool climate literally called out, and this is where vintage matters when we get into collectible wine styles, because in warmer vintages, generally they're going to have more fruit forward expressiveness. And sometimes in warmer vintages, we're going to have those wines being drunk earlier. So if you are beginning wine collecting, we pay attention to vintages for a number of reasons, but the temperature is going to impact the fruit expression and potentially when we're actually going to enjoy that wine. So when the recommendation is to enjoy it at its peak. So that's just a little bit of a side note on that as well. So you can see how big red wine breaks down into other layers and why we're going to ask you different questions about what types of wines you like, what have you had in the past, because it's going to help us take the overarching statement of I love big red wines to get down into layers to help you find a wine that you're going to love. Let's talk about your homework here. We have the two different styles of red wines. We have warmer climate, more fruit forward, full bodied, big, rich, velvet like warm climate red wines. Then we have more of a lean and mean, more tannin, structured acidity, cooler fruit flavors coming through from cooler climates. So your homework, like I said earlier, is to find a, a bottle of red wine that you are already enjoying, find the grape variety. And now I challenge you to find that grape variety from a different area of the world that you know is cooler climate. And I want you to try them side by side and same temperature, same glass. So make sure that it's fair in regards to the setup and see how climate impacts the change. Take a look at the wine note on the back of the bottle and the descriptors of how the winery is describing them. And I think you're going to see how some of the descriptors we've talked about today. So your homework is lots of fun. And I would love to hear about your experience. So when you try this, please let me know how it goes. You can definitely, if you're watching on YouTube, you can leave a comment in the show notes below. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, definitely you can feel free to send me an email at hello at onegirlacademy.com and let me know. I hope this has given you some new tools for shopping for wines that you'll be able to use to find wines that you like. It also gives you a bit more insight into some of those questions of, we're not trying to be nosy when you're at, when we're asking you questions when you're at shopping or when you're at a restaurant, we're really just trying to connect the dots and use those to help you find a wine that you're going to like. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode and you've learned something new. Please be sure to like, share, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Episodes come out every Tuesday. I want to thank you as always for hanging out with me today and I will see you next week. So cheers everybody. Bye now.